Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's another season of John and Hannah on a weekly basis, letting you know everything that's going on here when it comes to high school football in the state of Georgia. And uh, we're doing things uh, a lot differently this year. Hannah, go ahead and explain. We are just in time for the weekly podcast version of the season. We have all of our technology working. Mm-hmm. We can talk to the producers. They can talk to us and everybody can hear yes, it. So. We're on video. We're on uh, you, the YouTube sports page, GPB Sports YouTube channel. But I wish I would have known we were going to be on video this morning. I might oh, gussied up a little bit more, well, I would have probably brought in some powder for my <laughs> shiny crown that I've got here trying to figure Your out. Your hair's how, a little, a little. A little? Fluffy. <laughs> A lot fluffy. So uh, it is uh, producer Jahi, Sandy Sandy, the executive producer. She's in charge of the con. You'll be hearing their voices here on the show this season as well. It's going to be a fully interactive experience here in radio at Georgia Public Broadcasting. It's going to be fun. And this is our first go around this year. And we've got some very special guests hanging out with us. We do. But you don't have to keep staring at the camera, John. (laughs) I think it's just there as like like a background so people can like observe. John is, like, staring into the soul of the camera right now. Okay, so you really want me to stare into the soul of the camera? Here's what I'll do. Watch this. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go as far as the headset will carry me. But then we can't hear you. Yeah, you can. Oh, oh, I I see what you're doing. Yeah. People watching. That was scary. That actually was terrifying. I stared into the soul of the camera. There. So for those that are going to be watching on the YouTube channel, I've just completely disrupted everything, and we're only four minutes in. I wouldn't expect anything less. Okay, back to our our guests. (laughs) So who are our guests guests. this week, Hannah? We are talking to Matt Stewart, the play-by-play of GPB. Heard of him. And recruiting guru. Mm -hmm. And we also got Todd Holcomb, GHSF Daily. He knows everything and anything about what's going on in high school. So we've got both of them on to preview the season, give us top storylines on and off the field, some recruiting nuggets, yep. and their top teams to watch. Top teams, top players, and all that stuff that we get to mm-hmm. cram into a weekly show. First and foremost, as I look over my left shoulder for those watching on video, <laughs> it's our conversation with Matt Stewart. So, Matt, my first question for you, you know, obviously it's storylines, and there's a consistency here in the state of Georgia when it comes to coaching changes, it's usually anywhere from about 18 to 25%, usually depending on the year. Coaching changes, obviously, your biggest storyline in the offseason coming into 2021? It's one of them. There's no doubt about it. You've got the return of two of the most successful high school coaches uh, in the state of Georgia in history over the long term and the short term. The short term being Joey King and the phenomenal run he had at Cartersville for five years, and then he went off to the college ranks to – Coastal Carolina, and then most recently South Florida, returning to Carrollton, uh, you know, his old stomping grounds over there in West Georgia, and uh, replacing Sean Calhoun, who went to Vestavia Hills in Alabama, takes over a great program. You know, they'll be an immediate state championship contender. You know, they're going to be in the top 10. They'll be one of the teams to beat. And Joey King back in the state as a high school football coach. Huge story. Jeff Heron back in the state. As a high school football coach, mm-hmm. huge story. Had been at Tennessee Tech on the coaching staff there after stepping away from the high school game, and it appeared that's you know he was gonna you know ride out the rest of his career in the coaching ranks as an assistant coach. 
but he's been drawn back to Camden County where he won three state championships, you know, uh, within the past 20 years, back in the uh, 2000s, won three state championships at Camden County. Last time we saw him in the state of Georgia, he was winning the state championship at Grayson in 2016. There's a commonality here that you're discussing, Matt. State championships, yes. Yes. Those, those are the commonalities for, for Jeff Heron. Yep. And, of course, he won one at Oconee County, too. So he's back at Camden County. Camden County, I got him in my top ten. I mean, they had talent coming back anyway. Uh, Bob Spire went back to the state of Kentucky where he had won a bunch of state titles. And Jeff Heron comes back to Georgia where he's won a bunch of state titles. So Jeff Heron back at Camden County. Joey King uh, at uh, Carrollton, big stories. And Tim McFarland. Uh, he's going to try to make it the trifecta mm-hmm. in Roswell. Won a state championship at Roswell High School. <laughs> yep. Won three state championships at BT, also in Roswell. And basically, he's going to drive across the street now to Fellowship Christian, which was a state championship contender uh, before he got there. And now, perhaps just as much so, if not even more so, now that he is there. I'll have Fellowship Christian number two in my very first ballot that I submit for single-A private. So those three guys, those are huge. You no, know, we've had, a, of course, there's a ton of them. There's, we could go on and, on and on and on. coaching changes, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and some big and significant ones, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, maybe not as big, maybe not names quite as big as those guys. All those guys have won state championships, changing jobs, but some big moves nonetheless that I think will have significance. Uh, our good friend Brian Lamar mm-hmm. leaving Tucker after so many years and going to South Gwinnett. And, you know, boy, is that going to be tough? You go to South Gwinnett, you go to a deep county, deep region, and it's been a while since, you know, they were, you know, a, a contender. They, you know, a playoff contender, but I'm talking about uh, a, a realistic playoff deep threat run contender. So Brian Lamar goes there, certainly wishing the best for her buddy Brian and, and how he's going to do there. That's, a that's you know, another significant story. Ron Gartrell, for the first time in 33 years, Ron Gartrell is not going to be head coaching in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. He's retired from Stevenson. So, I mean, there's so many huge stories in regards to coaches and changing jobs or retiring or coming back into the game. It'll be interesting to see. That's a huge storyline. Yes, it is. New head coach Marcus Jelks now at Stevenson. I had a That's chance right. to talk with him at Media Days. Yeah. Those are some big shoes to fill. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, you've got that. You've got Paul Standard, who retires at Pius and heads to the mountains. Yep. You've got the, the mm-hmm. all those folks that are leaving out of DeKalb County. Uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, Miguel Patrick going to Crisps from Cedar Grove. And, I mean, there's, there's a lot of names that are out there. And I know that, uh, I mean, we're just barely scratching the surface with that. I think it was 90 or 92 coaching changes in the offseason. I know, Hannah, that you wanted to, to go off the field with your first question. Yeah, but that also leads to another coaching change. Yeah, does. <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nothing like the circular nature of this show, always dealing with a particular topic. Go for it. Yeah, off the field, Matt. There's been some drama with one particular school. Let's hear your take on what's going down there in South Georgia and Valdosta. Well, certainly Valdosta being ruled ineligible for the playoffs is a huge story. In the state of Georgia, you're talking about the winningest program in nation's history uh, and Rush Probst, who had gone there and many of the Valdosta faithful had thought this is the guy that's going to get us right back to where our glory days, uh, not that the glory days had been too far, 
Rodemaker had taken him to the 2016 state title. Right. But, uh, you know, in Valdosta, as we know, it's what have you done for me lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just the nature. And I, that's not a criticism of Valdosta by any means. That's how Title that's Town just, is wired. Exactly. That's just the nature of being a big-time program that's won a ton of games, won a ton of championships, and that's across the board, whether that's a high school program or a college program or an NFL program. Mm -hmm. They all have that expectations, uh, all have that kind of expectation. And so patience, you know, patience is short at places like that. So, you know, that's the big story. Valdosta being ineligible for the state playoffs. Of course, Rush is no longer the coach there. And I I would think it's highly doubtful we're going to see Rush coaching ever again. Uh, in the state of Georgia with this recent run-in uh, and and alleged rule violations. Um, I don't know whether they've, you know, the, the, the evidence seems pretty condemning and damning, but uh, I'll leave judgment for other people. But uh, I highly doubt we'll see him again. And it's a shame because Valdosta's got a talented team. In fact, you know, despite that, I have them ranked number five on my 6A ballot that I've turned in this week for our GPB rankings. Uh, I, you know, I'm not going to penalize the players by not ranking them. It's right. not their fault. That right. They've been ruled ineligible and the rankings aren't about who's going to win the state title. I'm just ranking the teams as I see them as talented and where they stack up in the pecking order in the state of Georgia. So Valdosta has got a talented team. Unfortunately, they're not going to get a chance to prove that in the playoffs. You know, maybe it'll be kind of like my, you know, my friend, Terry Bowden, you know, at Auburn, remember when he took over there and they couldn't compete in the bowl, they went 11-0. and Ran the table. Playing a bowl game. Yeah, so, you know, that'll be motivation for Valdosta. Motivation for Valdosta against any opponent they're playing this year. They're not going to get a chance to prove it in the playoff field. We'll see if they uh, try to prove it uh, during the during the regular season. Shame for those kids. I'll, I'll say that and, you know, and, and leave judgment for others. It was a mess, no doubt about it. And uh, I'm not saying that the – the punishment isn't justified. It, you know, it was a pretty big uh, transgression uh, in violation, uh, if indeed it's all true, and it seems to be. Uh, but tough for the kids. But they got a talented team, and that's a huge story. And I know that uh, all of those topics, they are – it's a, another show entirely. We could have an, another show on, on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast having to do with all the off-the-field stuff in Valdosta on its own and, and mm-hmm. thoughts on all of that. But Matt Stewart, the play-by-play voice, for GPB Sports Football Fridays in Georgia, hanging out with us here on the first weekly of the season. Yep, so start, this is, this is the season kickoff, the season kickoff for the weekly version of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Yeah, here. I know it. I love it. I, I, you know, I tweeted that today. It's pretty amazing. Blogs, first blogs this week, our first recruiting show, uh, you know, next week. Uh, games start next week. Our first game's coming up. On so there's September nothing 10th. going on is what you're saying, Matt. <laughs> No, it's just, it's just it, it, it. I don't know how it how it happens that way. Maybe it's just an. It just seems like it sneaks up on you really quick every it's, year, and all of a sudden you're like, my goodness, I'm behind in my preparation. Football is twenty four seven, three sixty five. Matt, you know this. It's not summer, fall, winter, and spring here. It is football season, spring football, Cruton, and National Signing Day. Those are the four seasons for football here in the state of Georgia. There you go. You're exactly right. I should know better.
When it comes to your rankings, is there anyone that is, I guess, off the beaten path when it comes to your preseason rankings that you've submitted as a, as a part of our collective here at GPB? Is there somebody mm-hmm. that is kind of leaping onto the page that hasn't traditionally been there or is someone making that, uh, that next-level jump that you're looking at here in 2021? Who, who would some of those teams be, you think? Well, I mean, I you know – uh, just right off the top of my head, I, to me, that's got to be North Cobb. Right. I've got them ranked number two in the state behind Milton. Milton's my number one. Don't know that Milton's ever been preseason number one in any rankings. They're, they are in mind. They're loaded. I think there's a great chance they win the 7A title. I've got them ranked number one in 7A, and I've got North Cobb ranked number two in 7A. They've had an infusion of talent. Let's just put it that way. Right. They've got talent on their roster that wasn't on their roster last year. And you couple that with Malachi Singleton, their junior quarterback, who as a sophomore last year in our playoff game that we televised in the second round, North Cobb versus Lowndes, I clearly thought that Malachi Singleton was the most dynamic player on the field that night. And that includes Ja'Curry Brown, who's the quarterback at Lowndes and committed to Miami. I thought Malachi Singleton, to me, was the guy that jumped off the page that night. He was a sophomore quarterback. Now he's a junior quarterback, and now he's been surrounded by Sam Mbake and Denylon Morissette, who transferred from Brookwood. Mbake now originally was at North Cobb and then went to IMG, and then when COVID hit, he came back. Mm-hmm. But when he came back, he went to Brookwood. Now he's back at North Cobb. And Denylon Morissette, who's from Baltimore, who came south because COVID canceled the season up there, was at Brookwood last year. Now he's at North Cobb. Marquise Groves Killebrew, one of the top uh, cornerbacks in the entire nation, committed to Georgia, has transferred over. And uh, Andre Stewart, another corner, uh, has transferred over. That is stacked, uh, man. Yeah, and he's committed to Auburn. So uh, I think Auburn or Kentucky, um, I'd have to check my notes. I said Auburn, then all of a sudden something, a red flag went off my head. Maybe that's wrong. But anyway, he'll be in the SEC in some manner, way, shape, or form. Yeah, some way or some shape or form. So North Cobb's got all those guys. Not to mention uh, Joseph's coming back at linebacker. They already had a ton of talent anyway. And uh, so uh, I got them number two. And, you know, North Cobb, uh, as far as they've ever gone in the playoffs, is the quarterfinals a couple of years ago when Shane's uh, boy was the quarterback. And, of course, Shane's now the quarterback's coach Mm -hmm. uh, for his dad there at North Cobb. And, uh, yeah, I I think North Cobb probably stands in there as, you know, that that team that kind of – jumps off the page. And then I have Collins Hill number three. So, I mean, when you get down to it, and Collins Hill this time a year ago wasn't even on the radar of most people. But Horn and Hunter will do that for you. But they have Travis Hunter, who's now the number one prospect in the senior class in the entire nation. They got a four-star quarterback in Sam Horn, who's committed to Missouri. And Travis, now a senior, is still committed to Florida State. So, I mean, you take a look at the top three teams, that I have in on my 7A ballot that I'm submitting this week, Milton 1, North Cobb 2, uh, and Collins Hill 3, th- those are not teams that traditionally have been held or have, have held those kind of spots right. in the preseason rankings. I, see, I, I think we kind of see a transition. If I'm right, big if, if I'm right, we're seeing kind of a transition of power uh, geographically here in in the Atlanta area and in the state of Georgia in 7A. And then I have Walton 4 and then Lowndes at 5. That's the first South Georgia team I have checking in. 
to my top 10. And then it starts a little, a little bit more like, you know, the usual suspects uh, in the second five, but yeah, I, I see, I see teams at the top of that seven, a rankings that traditionally we haven't seen uh, at the top of the seven, a rankings. So those are your top ranked schools. I want to hear your top ranked players. You mentioned recruiting 2021 coming back next Excellent week. Excellent plug. Nicely done. And we only have a few more minutes with you, Matt, but I want to give you an opportunity to preview that show. What's to come. Who are the guys at the top of your list? Well, uh, the number one players in the nation, in the senior and in the junior class, are both from the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. So Travis Hunter, the aforementioned, you know, I don't want to say by default, but it is. I mean, he rose to the number one spot because uh, Quinn Evers, uh, the the kid, uh, the high school quarterback, elected to forego his senior year and go ahead and enroll at, uh, uh, is it? I think it's Ohio he went to Ohio State. Yeah, he yeah, went to Ohio State. And that's all in the NIL thing, the yeah. name, image, likeness thing, because he's going he's gonna to go and start cashing in. And I don't know what kind of impact. I don't see a broad impact on high school players, per se, because of NIL. But it will be for a few. If you're the top dog, Prime. if you're like the, one of the top QBs, like in this case, or the top defensive player, something like that, where you're at a marquee position and a marquee number, that's where I think it might impact and everybody turns into Bryce Hunter. I think quarterbacks, but I think that's going to be the case in college too. Right. Your quarterbacks, just like the NFL, they're the guys that are going to get the big payday. Yes. You know, the offensive linemen are going to get free dinners at a barbecue restaurant, <laughs> and the quarterbacks are going to get huge paydays. So you're not uh, wrong. No, that's true. Uh, and uh, I say it facetiously, but also it's very true. That's what's going to happen. So, uh, yeah. So you got Travis Hunter now the number one prospect in the nation as a cornerback at Collins Hill going to Florida state, or at least committed there. He has been since his sophomore year as good a wide receiver at this level as he is corner. He's as dynamic as a wide receiver. And we know we saw that firsthand on GPB last year, but you would think that his bread and butter next level college and then NFL is going to be as a corner because he's six one. Plenty of six one wide receivers, and that's small for a wide receiver, but six one and his skill set at cornerback makes him gold. So Travis Hunter, number one in the senior class, and LT Overton, the defensive end at Milton, is the number one prospect in the junior class and has a one hundred rating. That means he's got a perfect rating by by 24-7 sports composite. It means he's consensus. No one's debating that he's the number one prospect. And we saw him last year, first game of his – not the first game of his sophomore year, but in his sophomore year. And he is a dominating force. And you bring him back, you got him for two years, mm -hmm. and you surround him with all the talent. They already had Devin Farrell, a quarterback, Jordan McDonald, uh, at uh, running back Jack Nickel at tight end, all these are all these are Power Five commitments. And then on the offensive line, a big offensive lineman there, who's a top ten offensive lineman in the state of Georgia, and Paul Teo's brother Giles, a top ten defensive lineman over on the other side of the ball, and, and of course a great young dynamic coach. I think we'd all agree Adam Clack is one of the you know, he's one of the young, bright, up-and-coming, successful coaches. Compare him a little bit to, uh, you know, Joey King in that regard. Uh, so, uh, and Joey's still there, but Joey, Joey's a few years ahead of him and then went off to college. Now he's back, as we talked about earlier. Adam Clack, I hold him in that same kind of regard. 
So I, that's one of the reasons why I got Milton number one. They're loaded, and LT being the number one prospect. And a loaded quarterback class in the state of Georgia, which makes it fun, of course, with Gunnar Stockton up at Raven County. Oh, yeah. You know, double-A. I Heard think him. I got Raven number two on my double-A ballot. You know, can he get him to the state championship? Can he do for Raven what Brock Vandegrift did for Prince Avenue last year? Right. Finally get him to the Holy Land, Holy Land the Holy Grail, win that state championship. You know, and, and of course, Jacurry Brown at Lowndes, committed to Miami, uh, Holden Garinier, uh down at Benedictine, uh, Benedictine rather, uh, committed to Auburn, yeah. and, and all kinds of guys, and even guys that aren't committed like Thomas Castellanos and all kinds of great talented quarterbacks here in the state of Georgia. And Justice Haynes, the junior, that's why I got BT ranked number one in 5A. This kid's going to maybe end up breaking the all-time rushing record in the state of Georgia, Baron Haynes' kid. You know, he's going to have his choice of where he wants to go in college. Might be the best running back in the country. No doubt about it. Matt, as always, it's great to catch up with you, especially as we're kicking things off here on, on a weekly basis here for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast in audio and video form this year. So once again, partner, it'll be good to see you soon. Recruiting 2021. So this is on video? Do, you, do I get a voice of a... a yeah, I'll I think you I thing. think you will get a lower third. That's, fancy graphic. Yeah, good, fancy lower third picture. that says Matt Stewart, play-by-play. Uh, play. Use a good picture. Please I'll, I'll be editing picture. it, so I'll make sure Thank that, you. that you look Hannah, great. Hannah, take Matt. care of me there. So <laughs> Hannah's going to take, take care. care of you. So, Matt, it's been great to catch up with you, my friend. Season's kicking off. Thank Recruiting you. 2021 coming up just around the corner. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for being a part of the kickoff. Yeah, appreciate it. Always good to catch up with Matt, and uh, we've been to a couple of media days ourselves to kind of get things rolling for those that want to hear from their favorite coaches around the state. We have. Um, we'll start with Fulton County Media Days. There were 16 schools, and since um, Matt was talking about Milton, we will talk about Coach Clack yes, right now. there you go. <laughs> I can get my words out. Adam so, Clack, head coach, Milton High School. Head coach Adam Clack, heading into his fifth season. I have interviewed him in John's words, 110 billion times 11 in a row now. 11 billion times. So I figured keeping their winning streak alive, I would interview him again. And he said one of the biggest things of the, about their success is consistency. Mm-hmm. So 11-1 last year, got knocked out in the quarterfinals, ranked 1-2 and two in the state right now, depending on who you talk to. We know Matt has him at number yes. one. Matt has him at number Matt one. Matt loves the Eagles. Um, but he said that consistency across the board with coaching, training, everything is the reason for their success. And then something else we were asking a lot of the coaches is what did they learn about themselves as a coach last season going through unprecedented times with COVID-19? And he said it really helped them, which is strange, overcoming adversity, sudden change, adapting, um, getting more organized as a coaching staff. So surprisingly, he said it might have helped his team. Who else have you caught up with during media days that kind of uh, stuck out to you for whatever reason in catching up with them as we get ready for 2021? Well, with Fulton, uh, the North Springs assistant coach, Joe Hodge, um, head coach Jeff Phillips, couldn't be there. He was at an event with his kids, but their entire coaching staff came down from Knoxville, Tennessee. And I asked him what the biggest difference was with Tennessee ball and Georgia ball. And he said the size of the coaches, Mm -hmm. the size, I mean, the size of the coaches. Staff, do you mean? the size of the staff. They all look like <laughs> defensive linemen. The size of the num- uh, number of players on the team, the size of the players, yes. and the size of the school. So pretty much size across the board was his answer. And I thought that was interesting. But but let's take a really quick look at DeKalb County. I have a confession to make. Okay. So we were interviewing 
all the coaches. Yes. I think I ended up with 10 interviews. Some kind of got around me, snuck <laughs> some out. escaped. So sweet, sweet man came up to me at the very end. We were, we were wrapping up, and he was like, I'm here for my interview. And I, you guys, I am so organized. If you know me, I have every picture of every new coach, 10 new coaches. So it was a challenge. I had every picture of every new coach. I had their name, their background, information. Somehow, I had left Arabia Mountain off my list. The only school. Aren't they the first one alphabetical? I, I don't know how I did it. I do not know. So, new head coach, I have to give him a shout-out, Julian Washington. Mm -hmm. He came from New Manchester. He was the defensive coordinator there. Um, felt horrible that I did not have him on the list. We got the interview. It was one of the most successful ones on social media, so I'm glad that we did. All <laughs> well of these done. interviews are out on social media. Well done. But poor Coach Washington had to give him a shout out on the podcast. Um, what about you? You went to Carroll County Media Days. Yep. Who were some of your top interviews? Well, I, it was great to catch up with Joey King and what's going on there in Carrollton. Caught up with Tim Barron, who's no longer the head coach at Heard County. He is now at Villa Rica. Shane Lasseter, who we know from our time with uh, – dealing with Georgia's EMCs and our, all of our visits out to Franklin. Shane Lassiter's the, the new head coach out there. Catching up with, uh, you know, when you when you look at Bremen and Bowden and their single-A successes and double-A successes, it's always fun to, to catch up with those folks too. So it was a, it was a, it was a fun day to go out to, to Carroll County for West Georgia Media Days on a lot of different levels. And you've got a lot coming up. So you've got Central Swing, Central Southern Swing. Southern Swing, yeah. Our um, social media platforms are overrun with interviews right now, which no is amazing. No such thing. No <laughs> such thing. Speaking of interviews, let's go to our second interview for our premiere for the 2021 weekly version of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We caught up with Todd Holcomb, one of the major domos, grand exalted poobahs, one of the guys in charge, one of the great newsletters for anybody that wants to follow anything with Georgia high school football information. It's the GHSF Daily. Here's our catch-up with Todd Holcomb. Welcoming Todd Holcomb into the show, one of the, the major domos and grand exalted poobahs of the Georgia High School Football Daily. And if you don't subscribe, and, and I'll, I'll ask Todd at the end of this, if you do not subscribe to this daily newsletter, you are truly missing out. For the record, and I'm going to pull back the curtain here just a second, I have saved every single one of these. You're not pulling back the record because you say this every single time. I'm pulling back the record this season, pulling back the curtain <laughs> this year to remind folks. I love it. I have saved every single one of the Georgia High School Football Daily since you and, and Chip started this. So, man, it is a great resource. Glad to have you on the, the season kickoff for the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Thanks for coming on. Sure. Glad to be here. All right. When uh, we had Matt on earlier and we were talking about some of the, the big storylines this season when it comes to Georgia high school football. And you guys have already started your, your deep dives into the classes and coaching changes and, and substitutions and things like that. If, it, if I was to pin it down to the best hire or the best couple of hires that have happened in the offseason, who do you think that those coaches would be when it comes to Georgia high school football? Uh, good question. You know, a lot of uh, interesting names, you know, well-known names moved around. Um, I would say probably the, the, the two blockbusters would be, you know, Jeff Perrin coming back to Georgia at right. Camden County. I yeah. thought he was probably, probably done. So uh, Camden County had a, an opportunity when Coach Spire uh, moved on and went to Kentucky, I believe it was. And yeah, I mean, having Coach Heron back, that's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, he, of course, uh, is the only coach in state history to have won state titles at three different schools. So he would be one. And then, you know, Carrollson getting Joey King, who had 
you know, he's Joey King. I don't think he's ever lost a high school game, or if he has, it's no more than about what four, three or four. So, uh, won two state titles at Cartersville, and uh, he, I'm sure he only got better being in a college coach for a couple of years. And so he's at Carrollton. So, those are probably the two biggest. And then, but then you've also got Tim McFarland. I mean, he's won how many? One, two, three, four state titles, and he's going to be at Fellowship Christian. Uh, Paul Standard, I didn't see that happening. Him going to Gilmer, I didn't either, a great yeah. hire for great hire for Gilmer, and uh, and then Miguel Patrick, he's going to be at Chris County from Cedar Grove. So yeah, a lot of really not just interesting coaching hires, but some that caught me by surprise. There's three or maybe five of them like that. Those are some good storylines on the field. What about off the field? Now Matt covered Valdosta, so we can just skim right over <laughs> over that if we want to. What is one of your top storylines off the field in this offseason? Uh, well, yeah. So Matt had heard about the Valdosta thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't he, get he, anything he by him or you guys. Um, that's a good question. Uh, let's see, offseason. I think one thing, it was a little bit quieter than last offseason because, as you recall, um, I think it was around this time that the that the GHSA Board of Trustees was meeting and everybody was afraid they were going to cancel the season. Right. So, um you know, so That's as far point. as that, no news is kind of good news. Yes. Um, um, I, you know, here's, I mean, here, I don't know if it's the biggest story, but so, certainly one that I think should be said uh, is that, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time, you know, Dan Pitts passed away. Yeah. In the season. I was kind of sad. He was, um, you know, was at Mary Persons for uh, uh, probably over 30 years, retired as the winningest coach in Georgia history. And also lost Bush Brooks, who was, was a really good coach at Washington Wilkes. Um, so that, that was that was something that we had in our some of our opening issues talking about things that happened in the off season, and um, yeah. I mean, you mentioned Dan Pitts, and there's someone who is one win shy of another large number here in the state of Georgia, and I don't think it can be overstated what Alan Chadwick has meant to the fabric of high school football here in the state of Georgia. I mean. For, for Alan Chadwick to be just shy of 400 wins, still chasing Larry Campbell. And, and I mean, Hannah, you, you got to catch up with, with, uh, with Coach Chadwick at DeKalb County Media Days. I mean, this is, coaching is the only thing that Alan Chadwick does. I mean, Todd, I don't think it can be overstated the, the, uh, the place that Alan Chadwick has in Georgia high school football coaching history. Yeah, no question. He's, and he's won 399, and he's only lost. I think about 73. So, I mean, just think about that and just the consistency. I don't know that any program has been as consistent as Marist in the time that he's been there. Uh, you know, and they had never won a state title, even though they had had lots of good teams, lots of teams that had lost in the championship. They had not won a state title, and he's won three there. And, uh, you know, he, he's somebody who – he looks at – he's in better shape than I am, and, he's you know, he's <laughs> – several years older and uh so he could coach till he's probably around 79 yeah somebody told me i've never verified this so i don't know if i should be spreading rumors but somebody told me one of six coach chadwick has a picture of larry campbell in his office and i don't know if that means anything you know because he would never say that you know he he's interested in where he ranks all time because he's about 78 wins uh behind coach campbell and uh, that would take him a few years, but uh, who knows? He may still be around chasing that one day. But, yeah, he's yeah. – and also one other quick fact on that I, I was able to 
find out that uh, do a little research and I discovered that he would become only the 35th coach in U.S. history to get 400 wins. So that puts it in perspective as well. He's also been coaching at Maris since before I was born. So, <laughs> so she we'll just uh, well, throw that, that out there. Up. Wow. <laughs> I didn't say that to him when I interviewed him, but he's been that's there since the 1985. <laughs> wow, well, that's good. I, 32 that's years. Well, yeah, and you know he was, and he was right. at Marist. Uh, he was at Marist several years even before that. As an assistant um, under Coach Hargis, right? Yeah, and the other the interesting thing about him, you know, they've always run, you know, the the wishbone, or I guess now it's a more uh, modern version of that, but they still still pitch it and run it. And, and uh, but you know, he was a passing quarterback. You know, him uh, kind of ahead his time, ahead of his time as a thrower. He played at Decatur High School and got a scholarship to Georgia. He went to. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee Tech. Wanna, there you go. I think that's right. And he was drafted by the Bears, I think, and uh, didn't play in the NFL, but he was drafted. So he's, you know, a lot of things about him that are pretty amazing, even if he did not coach very long. Well, Coach Chadwick is being very humble. He said they're going to struggle this season. It's kind of a rebuild for him. He doesn't know if he's going to get number 400 against BT right off the bat or not. He said it could take him a while. That is to be seen. He's mm-hmm. probably just being very humble. Every single year, it's the same way. So with that being said, Todd, I want to hear about your teams to watch this season. We are just a few weeks away from kickoff, and who were the who were the teams on the top of your list? Well, let's see. I mean, I think if y'all have been studying it, which you guys do pretty well, some of these won't come as a surprise. Is this think, a chalk uh, year, do you think? What is a chalk year? Basically, the the it's the, race. the the favorites from last year oh, yeah. would would roll themselves back over and be the favorites again this year. Is this a year where we're going to see some of the same faces, or are we going to see some different faces in your mind heading toward the last game of the year? I think, I think some different faces actually. Uh, now that's a good question, though. I mean, one thing I'll say: all eight of the state champions, um, I think, will be good again. But I don't know if any of them except for Buford that I would call absolutely the team to beat in their class. So, so I think you're going to see a new group, you know, usually uh, we had a little list in our newsletter the other day about uh, it said, said about one of every four state champions repeat, at least historically that's been the trend. I don't know if we'll get to this year, um, but I think Buford is, you know, maybe the team to be in, in that classification. You know, Grace will be good because they are always good, but they definitely will not have the most talented team in the highest class. We which might they not be saying Grayson as much as we did last year. If I had a no. order for every time we mentioned Grayson, I would, I would have a, a lot more money. Yeah, yeah, they were the it team for sure, and they had. Well, this I didn't have any of their players preseason first team all state. That doesn't mean they don't have guys who might become all state. Uh, and again, they'll be good. I mean, they always are, but but they're not. Uh, I mean, I think there are three or four teams that I think you can clearly say on paper have more talent. I would start with uh, Milton, who I know Matt likes a lot. Yes, he does. Oh yeah. And uh, and Collins Hill. I mean, they're going to be pretty. You know, have most of the guys back, including the main guys. They have, in fact, Milton and Collins Hill both have four preseason All State guys, and I only picked twenty six. So that's a third of the team. Just yeah. uh, those those two teams, and of course, you know, Travis Hunter and Sam Horn. I mean, they're uh, maybe. I mean, they could be the best quarterback wide receiver duo in state history. I mean, they they've already got more touchdown passes between them than 
Harrison Bailey and Eric Gilbert, mm. to, just to give you an idea. And they got a senior year left. So they're going to be really good. North Cobb's another team that's going to be, looks like they're going to be loaded. That's a great quarterback, Malachi Stevens, uh, Singleton. And uh, two D1 wide receivers, two major D1 cornerbacks. So they're going to be probably their best team that I can remember. So those are the ones. Lowndes has a great quarterback coming back, and they're always good. So they'll be, you know, a contender. Yeah, you'd mentioned you'd mentioned Lowndes. Who else from outside the the city of Atlanta and some of the other uh, classifications might be making runs? I know you mentioned Jeff Heron at Camden County, but he's going to be in the region of doom going up against places like Lowndes. Who else outside the the city of Atlanta are you keeping an eye on that could be making the the run to Georgia State? I think Colquitt County may. It wouldn't surprise me if they wound up being the best team down there. Um, they don't have any star players, but they just got a good. You know, deep roster, they're well coached. You know, they beat Lounge last year. People forget that. They pounded them pretty good in the regular season. I think Camden's probably, you know, they, it may take them a little bit longer, although they have three first team all state, state players, but they don't have the depth uh, of Lounge and Colquitt. So, as far as that classification goes, and for, as for the rest of, uh, I mean, there'll be a lot of contenders from South Georgia and Middle Georgia. Uh, I, mean, I think Lee County will be just as good again. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Buford may be better. So, I'm going to say Buford's team would be to beat, but. Lee County, they probably had that state title heartbreaking the way they lost that. You know, last year against Buford, you could see a rematch of those two teams somewhere along the line. I think Warner Robbins, even though they lost a great quarterback, Addy, I think they'll be almost as good. Um, they, they, they probably would be my second most likely defending champion to win again. Um, I think they'll, they'll be dealing with Blessed Trinity in that classification, but I think where County is probably the next best team. That's another South Georgia team. Coffee will be good again in 5A. Uh, so, yeah. And uh, we can keep going down the line. You got a list, brother. That's all that yeah. matters. Well, last question for me. We got to talk a little bit about recruiting before we let you go. What are your thoughts on all of this off-season recruiting craziness, the NIL? What's your What's your take on recruiting? this season yeah so are you are you now you're talking about college recruiting of players or you're talking about high schools recruiting players from one another Uh, let's keep it high school yeah high school recruiting players from other schools it's getting a little crazy out there todd yeah well yes well obviously you know i I won't rehash what y'all discussed with valdosta but that i think it it just broached the question well if this happened in valdosta well how 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 common is this you know and i just uh, had a story that was in the ajc and also uh in our newsletter we did a survey of the coaches and they was not a surprise at all that um that they felt like it is a problem that they want the Georgia high school association to do more. Um, and, uh, and, you know, maybe it's not as serious as some of the allegations at Valdosta. I don't think people think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of money changing hands and that, and that sort of thing, but uh, they do believe that, uh, you know, that, that a lot of the transfers you see or that, that there's something illegal going on, on, behind that. And I think one of the big surprises of the survey for me, or maybe not surprise, maybe I should know, but uh, people are becoming very suspicious of uh, private coaches and trainers outside of the high school setting. They may be, you know, physical trainers or that work on strength and conditioning, you know, because it's not that uncommon now for, especially for athletes that are potential college uh, recruits to work year round and, and hire private people to help them out, you know, especially quarterback coach, receiver coaches, 
you know, lineman coaches, things like that. And these, obviously they become very important in the lives of these players and have a lot of influence on them. And so a lot of high school coaches believe they have too much influence, meaning that they may be encouraging them like, you you know, you're, you're not in a great situation at this school. You need to look to go somewhere else. And that that's triggering a lot of the, a lot of the transferring that you're seeing. And Todd, since you mentioned the poll that you ran at the Georgia High School Football Daily, for those who have who do not subscribe, what is the season looking like for you guys? What are you guys doing at the High School Football Daily? And you guys do a tremendous job. Go ahead and let everybody know what's going on there and how folks can be a part of the the conversation and get all the good work that you guys do. Well, thanks, Yeah. So we we uh, we always start up in August and we run through um, about a week after the state finals. And once the season starts, we have a pretty routine schedule where we're on Mondays. We we have little uh, game wrap ups of all the teams who are in the top ten and how they how they did. And then on Tuesdays, we have top individual performers where we highlight players around the state that have big games and. Uh, we do previews on Thursdays of all the big games. We also have awards. We go out in the community. We do a state player of the year, and uh, excuse me, state player of the week, and then we do a team of the week, and those are in-person presentations that we do and lots of other things like that. And uh, we have a predict the winner contest that's a lot of fun as well. So we get like 1,000 people. Uh, we get a, give a prize. You can get the most games right. In fact, I was working on that just now. So I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what my 10 games are. So, but yeah, to, to, if you want to subscribe, it's a free newsletter that comes in your, in your inbox every morning uh, during the week. And you can find us on our new website, which is, can be found at georgiahighschoolfootballdaily.com. And also follow them on Twitter as well at GHSF Daily at GHSF Daily on Twitter. Todd, as always, great to catch up with you here at the the beginning of the season. We got scrimmages happening, and we've got games coming up just around the corner. And the sprint begins for Georgia State. Thanks for hanging out with us here on the first weekly version of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, and putting up with me and enjoying Hannah far more than uh, enjoying me every single week. Thanks for hanging out with us, my friend. We'll catch up soon. Sure, that was fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. All right, so let me bring in let me bring in uh, Jahi and Sandy Sandy here okay. for the, for the end of the show, uh, guys. It's it's the first time that we and I I wanted to make this an interactive experience across the board. I wanted to have everybody who could chime in chime in. We've got our first show done, Jahi. What do you think? I think it went great. Of course, minus minus all of like the technical difficulties that we had to work out. Oh, just so thought, many from I, oh, I you guys. You, I thought you were going to sit so here and say, many. other than having Nelson sitting there on the point and messing things up every oh, single no, no, time. Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was really coming from us. We were just trying to f- figure all this new technology see, out. See, now, ja- and Jahi. I thought you were being sarcastic because this went great. But Yeah, but see, the thing is, is it's, it's like, now, Sandy, so when I try to explain what we're doing, and, and I t- always talk to folks, and they sit there and they say, oh, it's so incredibly flawless. You guys do such a great job, whether it's Football Fridays in Georgia or, or this podcast or what have you. I always try to sit there and explain it to them like, uh, if you've got a dog and you take a dog to the lake and, and you know you always like to, to play fetch with the dog and you throw the stick in the lake, what you always see with the dog is what's going on with the dog above the waterline once they catch the stick. The stick's in their mouth, and they're just huffing along, and they're just doing their thing, and you just see all the calm 
that's there with the dog as the dog's coming back to shore. But what you don't see is the dog just frantically just trying to make sure that he stays what he's doing and this he gets to like shore. It's like the duck analogy. You're saying this wrong. It's like the duck analogy. It's a th- duck looks so smooth on top of the okay, water, so, but you don't, but don't see the paddling s- feet. But I don't, see, I don't think Sandy Sandy has ducks at home. I think she has dogs, and that's the analogy okay, that I use with okay. dogs. Okay. Am I wrong? In explaining everything that it takes to put this show together to make it look this effortless. You guys are naturals, so and you can obviously talk uh, without much prompting. So <laughs> you make it look pretty easy. I, I will say it, it makes it it makes it a lot easier back here. Thanks, Sandy. A thousand thanks. But no, there's a lot of work that goes into this. And obviously a shout out to everybody on the other side of the glass that you're going to be hearing from all season long for those that are watching on the, the GPB YouTube channel. And watching how this gets done every single week. And you can do it, you can catch up with us at gpb.org on your favorite podcatcher. Don't forget to download the GPB Sports app, iOS and Android, so that way you can get all the information in a bunch of different ways. You're going to be hearing from a lot of different folks this season, including a lot of us here at Georgia Public Broadcasting, as we bring another season of Football Fridays in Georgia to you. Game of the week, September 10th, and a lot of stuff that we're doing this year. Yeah, let me give you the rundown of everything coming up. Run and then down. I have a shout-out. There you go. Um, blogs start this week. Like we mentioned, what are you writing about? Uh, region 2 AA Media Day, and nice. it's one of the toughest regions that probably no one knows about. And we okay. always talk about regions that are in the blender where something happens, team could go from first to fifth or, you know, second to fourth. You could be in the playoffs one week and then out the next. One of those regions is going to be in the blender this year. Caught up with the coaches down there, Vidalia, Jeff Davis, East Lawrence, Swainsboro, Bacon County, a lot of the folks down there. And it was uh, great to catch up with all of them. And then we're going to have that preview of Region 2 AA coming up this week for me. I'll be doing my Zoom interviews, vlogs, if you will. And they will coincide with the Recruiting 2021 show. So my Zoom interview is TBD. That won't start until next week. We've got Countdown to Kickoff next Wednesday. You know it. August 19th. We are back. No, Thursday. Thursdays. I'm already messing it up. We are no August longer 19th. on Wednesday. We August are 19th at noon. Thursday. Thursday. Back to lunch. What's for lunch? What's for lunch? Get so prepared. So next Thursday at noon. We are also recording Recruiting 2021 that day, uh, which will air digitally Friday. So Mm -hmm. it'll be two digital shows, two or three digital shows before we start our very first game, September 10th. Look for the announcement soon on what our game will be. All right. I have a shout out. Okay, go for it. Sandy and I both have a shout out. Uh Uh-huh. And that is to you, Mr. Uh, Nelson. uh, That's my father. I'm just John, but go ahead. You were inducted. There's applause on the other side of the glass. I think I know where this is going. Yay! <laughs> you were inducted into the Southeast chapter of the Silver Circle. Yes. the uh, Which is 25 years. That just means I'm old. 25 basically. years of service means. in television excellence. Keyword. Excellence. Excellence. You've been with GPB for 27 this years. This is my 27th season. Yeah, spring of 1994. Congratulations. Thank you very much. You also won a Gabby this year, an Emmy nom. I mean, what haven't you done? Won the Emmy. That's what I haven't done. (laughs) I haven't won the Emmy. (laughs) I haven't won a Peabody. haven't won a Murrow. Uh, I've won others, but I've been nominated for an Emmy. I'm like the Susan Lucci of of Emmys. It's like nominated but never won. And so that that's it. That's when when I have my Shamar Moore Susan Lucci moment, that's when it's it's complete. But no, the it's uh you're nominated 
to be in the Silver Circle. It's like 175 folks in the, the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Silver Circle, and it's 25 years of service. That and was too many words for me, so I, I just know. cut it short. Southeast Emmy, at Southeast Emmy, and then that way you can go to Natus Online and, and they can give you the details. But uh, going in with a class with uh, one of my mentors, Bill Hartman, is going wow. in this year. Uh, Alvin Bryant, one of my uh, you know, good friends that uh, worked alongside with when he was at uh, Channel 2 locally and you know, learning from Bill, who's a mentor of mine, and to go in with that class, Chris Holcomb, I think, is going in from uh, WXIA locally. And that's going to be, get this. Okay, so September the 10th is when they're having the, the banquet and the dinner and the induction. So we're missing What's you. What's wrong with this picture? That sounds like our first Football Friday in Georgia broadcast, I believe John. that is accurate, yes. So are we missing you for the first game? Uh, I think. Think, in our new post game show, I don't think you're going to be missing me for that. But uh, yeah, when the when the boss has an opportunity to, to dress up and go to a, a, oh, yeah. a fancy schmancy hotel you and, Patty. and uh, see an induction, no, she that is an opportunity that will not be missed. But uh, no, thank you to uh, Mark Harmon, our former sports director, who nominated me, who's also a member of Silver Circle, and that's the process. So Mark. Uh, made it part of his mission to make sure that I was nominated for Silver Circle, and they they gave me the the thumbs up this year. So going in in early September, uh, absolutely blessed and honored and thankful for everyone who's reached out to uh, give their kind words about this this honor. And it, it honestly has blown me away on multiple fronts for everyone who's reached out to uh, uh, congratulate me for this. But it is not without the work of a boatload of other folks on a weekly basis. Everybody here that is in this room that is staring at me right now, rambling on and on about going into Silver Circle, everybody on the second floor, uh, Kevin Gerke, our sports director, Taya Ryan, our president and CEO, uh, Adam Woodleaf, Bert Huffman. Huffman. I mean, it's just a a bunch of folks here at Georgia Public Broadcasting that have put up with me for now 27 seasons to go to where we are right now with our high school programming. It's been absolutely tremendous. Just honored and blessed for all of the everybody that has reached out to – you know, congratulate me for going into Silver Circle. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, it definitely has been blown me away. It really has. So this is my 11th year in broadcast. So uh-huh. can I hit you up in 14 years and and you can nominate me into the Silver Circle? Absolutely. That's exciting. I had to make this about me somehow. Uh, it's it's all about <laughs> Hannah. Joking. And that's one of the things that we've always figured out about this show. It is not. And it's all about it Hannah. It is not. I'm all kidding. About kidding. Okay. Great show. Hey, first weekly show of the season. Good stuff. Yeah, ready, break. And buy John's book. Yes, buy John's book, Noble, Noble Strong. Strong. Yeah, Noble on Strong, Amazon. easiest on Amazon. And uh, it's a great story about the 2019 season for Irwin County and a great friend of mine and, and, and everybody here at GPB, Buddy Nobles, and what Irwin County went through as a community. And it's about lessons, about a bunch of different things. It's not just a football book. It's about uh, community and faith and family and winning and, and growing up sooner than you should. But no, it was an absolute... Uh, you know, to get that finished and have that out also, that was uh, tremendous work as well. So uh, it's, been a, it's been an eventful spring and summer. It has, and it's been an eventful <laughs> show. We only went off the rails twice, I think. So well, because, I, you know, we tried to, you know, because I'm trying, I'm trying to get out of town so I can actually go talk to coaches. Yeah, John's literally about to zoom out of here to head down to Central Swing. So let's, let's wrap it up. Four. Jahi, for Sandy Sandy on the other side of the glass, for you, Hannah, for me. For John staring into the camera the whole show. Yeah, staring into the camera the whole show, because you don't want people to see the the, the ear from the 
the headset. But that's another go around of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.